Comic Book Savant, episode 459. Welcome back to the Comic Book Savant podcast. I'm your host, James Harris. This episode, we're going to be doing the uh, 2019 year in review. We're uh, in the beginning of a new year. And if I haven't stated this already in a previous episode, happy new year, happy belated new year to everyone. Um, I have a lot of things on my mind and a lot of things I want to talk about, and a lot of things that are going to be upcoming uh, in the future, immediate future of the, the, the podcast, the YouTube channel, and the uh, Patreon or the platform. I consider it like this a platform now of Comic Book Savant. But before we get into that, in all of that, we're going to focus on the year in review and just go back and look at some of my favorite things and some of the uh, your guys' most favorite episodes as far as the numbers and the feedback and so forth that I got from you guys over the past year. I love doing these episodes every year. Uh, but before we get into that, as always, I'd like to give a shout out to my friends over at the Comics Podcast Network. You can find them over at comicspodcast.com. It's a great resource. If you like this show, you want to find other comic book related uh, podcast and entertainment. You can find them all over at comicspodcast.com. Uh, I've been a member of that group since it started, uh, like what, 10, 11 years ago or so. Um, it, again, it's a great place because it's a one stop shop to find uh, the content that you're looking for. If you like comic book related content, you can go there. They're literally hundreds of different shows listed there at this point with multiple episodes you know posted all the time so you can always go find new shows and multiple episodes uh there you can even find a back catalog a pretty extensive not as extensive if you go to my website but a pretty extensive back catalog of even all the uh content that i've i've put out over the years for this show uh, so it's definitely worth checking out if you have a moment go over to comicspodcast.com and take a look at it but now back into the meat of the episode, which again is the year in review for twenty uh, for twenty nineteen. This was a uh, this was an interesting year, and I try to go into uh, every new year with um, you know I I do another episode that'll probably be coming up in in the next uh, couple of weeks, which I try to do like a mission statement to kind of just me and you talking one on one. You know, you guys are the listeners. You guys support me. Uh, you know, a lot of things have changed on that front far as, you know, this past year, expanding the Patreon, getting, you know, a few more uh, Patreon supporters on that side, um, really pushing the Facebook group and getting to know and meeting a lot of you guys that have came over uh, to, the, to the Facebook group as well, the Savant Society. Um, and just so many different things growing, me learning so much. I, you know, in 2019, I had a major, you know, you know, a lot of life situations going on. You guys know I had battled with a lot of different things with my health. I got my health in order and, you know, in 2019 and, you know, still, you know, you know, dealing and adjusting to those those changes, you know. Um, <clears throat> so I've got my I really I felt like a year. It was a year of transition of getting the show together, <clears throat> excuse me, and getting my myself and my personal uh, self together. So I appreciate all you guys. I just want to say this up front for uh, being so supportive, so positive that, you know, the emails that I've gotten from people, um, messages in the Facebook group, um, messages on Patreon. It's meant more than you guys will know. It means so much to a content creator when you hear back for the people that you create the content for that they appreciate it. They appreciate you. They understand what you're going through. And and it becomes more than just, hey, you listen to my content. You you know, we become friends. And I consider, to, you know, every single one of you that I talk to and I interact with that, you know, we become friends over time as we talk and we interact with one another. And I appreciate you guys all so much. It made everything that I personally was going through this year so much easier to deal with, to know if I had to take, you know, a break from doing, you know, doing the show, I could do it and rest assured that, you know, um, you know, I wasn't going to lose my whole audience because I missed a week or missed two weeks or whatever. It really gave me time to kind of refresh and reset myself so I can give you guys the best content because it's all about, I just don't like to throw, you know, half 
half attempted stuff out there or if it lacks energy or it's just not like I'm in the mind, the right mindset. Cause I don't want to give off that energy to you guys. I think it's a symbiotic relationship that we feed off. Of, I feed off of you guys, positive energy. And I hope when I do these shows, I give positive energy and, you know, an optimism and joy and love for what I'm talking about back to you guys. So, um, you know, that's really what it's all about. And I want to continue with positive energy, just going not just for, you know, the year of 2020, but just period going forward in general. But um, let's start off with this year review of what I'm looking for, look, looking forward to. And I might do a whole nother episode as far as breaking more of this stuff down. But I did want to talk about this because I actually get this a lot sometimes. Um, and I'm going to start with movies. I'm only going to talk about movies right now. Um, for my most anticipated movies for 2020 coming out of 2019 for me, I would have to say my top three most anticipated movies is uh, Black Widow. Excuse me. <clears throat> Had to fight a little sneeze off there. Um, it's going to be Black Widow, which comes out May 1st, 2020. Um, second most anticipated movie would be Wonder Woman 1984, which comes out June 5th of 2020. And then uh, my third and final one is The Eternals, which comes out November 6, 2020. Um, now, I have to say this. Uh, we haven't seen anything from Eternals yet, but just the concept that they're just the thought that they're doing an Eternals movie just kind of blows my mind. Um, and I'm really interested, especially with that cast they have to see what comes out of that. We've already gotten a full one full trailer, a teaser then, which was a trailer. And then I think a full trailer for Black Widow. Um, I love Scarlett Johansson. I've, you know, I've loved her since um, I saw her, I think, Lost in Translation. Um, and I've just always kind of been a fan of hers. And I love her taking her evolution as as uh, Natasha Romanoff and, and as Black Widow through the MCU movies. You know, I talked about this years ago that I felt like she should have this movie should have been out. You know, now we know far as Endgame, her character has, you know, has died. Um and this movie kind of slates in between, I think they said Civil War and Infinity Wars in that gap in between those two movies. Um, it still doesn't lessen my anticipation. And um, from what I'm seeing, I'm really digging with her, uh, the look of the movie. Um, and I, lo I love Florence, Florence uh, Pugh from um, Fighting With My Family, the biopic about um, the wrestler, WWE female wrestler Paige. Uh, she she played Paige in that movie, and I love her to death. She was so good in that movie, so I, I love seeing her uh, being in this movie as well. So I'm, like, so stoked. Wonder Woman 1984, I really enjoyed and liked. I won't say I loved Wonder Woman. Uh, I liked, I loved the first two acts. The third act just kind of puts it to I enjoyed it a lot. It's a good movie. It's a solid movie. It's a movie I can go back and watch. Um, they just didn't stick the landing for me in that movie. So um, I have to say, watching the first trailer, I don't like the trailer. And I'm an 80s kid and was cool that it's like set in the 80s or whatever. I just, something about it I'm not feeling, but I reserve judgment to the movie actually comes out and I watch it. But I'm not feeling it. You know, a lot of people were going like gaga over it. I... It's not doing it for me, but I'm still because I liked the movies, the first movie so much. And Patty, you know, the main creatives and, you know, um, and actors and, uh, you know, are coming, returning back to it. I'm going to see how it turns out. But, yeah, I, I was somewhat disappointed once I saw the first. Trailer. It just didn't hit me the same way. I was like, it was OK. Um, but, it, yeah, I'm not like chopping at the bit like I am with the other two movies. And now to talk about the best of 2019 finally first thing i want to talk about is best ongoing series the best ongoing series for me continues to be um animosity from aftershock comics um i think i read some in 2018 and uh, i talked about it as i think um, one of my best new series that i read and i'm basing all this not everything is going to be current that it exactly came out this particular year but it's this in 2019 is a year in which i read it for me to talk about it for it to land on this list for me personally uh so um i've done i've done a review of the first two trades for animosity and they're on the youtube channel um i did 
I think I did one like the end or maybe the beginning of 2019, and then I did the the second one uh, a, f- a couple of months ago. So it's more a little relatively more recent of the two. Um, I still think I have the third one to get the third and the fourth one. I think they're on volume four of the main series, and they have a spinoff series or two. Um, and I need to pick up the uh, subsequent trades. I'm loving this series. Um, Aftershock um, Comics is a you know small indie publisher. Uh, fellow listener, Savant, uh, Savant Society member, uh, Ed Moore, that I've been friends with since the very beginning of starting the podcast, um, turned me on to it, recommended it to me in a Facebook group. I asked for recommendations on stuff to read. I'm so glad he did because I have just loved this series, uh, super high on it, and it's just my go-to. Like It's just something like I've personally never read before. And I just thoroughly enjoy it. And it like each time I read a volume, I'm going to read it in one or two sittings. I'm just going to like kill it because it just pulls you into the world so much. So huge fan of that. If you haven't checked it out, look at Aftershot Comics' Animosity. Um, next for my best new series, uh, I have to say this is crazy because I would have never expected this if you asked me this beforehand. The best new series, and I kept going back to this, and I've only read the first volume i have um other issues that i need to read uh, of the book but um i haven't yet but just based off the first trade and it was the one book when i was thinking about what would be my best uh new series for me i kept going back to this book because it just blew me away i like uh james tinian i've read a lot of his stuff in his time he's been over at you know dc um, and I really, he got on my radar really when, uh, Snyder was doing the Batman stuff and he was doing like the backups of, uh, talking about, um, Bruce's history while he was training. Um, I just really got into his writing. I read some of his, um, when he, um, started writing, uh, detective comics, I, I read like the first arc or the first few issues. And then I knew I really was going to like it. And I start do, buying the deluxe editions digitally. So I think I have the first four volumes of it. So I have to go back and like, it's on my list of stuff to read. But I read so much more this year. Um, it, was, it was crazy. So I, I try to rotate as much. I can review as much to give you guys variety. So certain stuff like this that I want to binge read, kind of, I try to slate it in in between all the other stuff that I want to read and talk about on the show. But his, uh, James Tinian's run on Justice League Dark coming out of, uh, what was it, Justice League No Justice Limited series that branched off um, the, this new Justice League Dark series, Snyder's uh, Justice League, um, I think, was it Venditti? I think Venditti was doing, or was it Justice League Odyssey? Or Josh Williamson. Josh Williamson, excuse me. Joshua Williamson was doing the Justice League Odyssey. These books spent out of that limited limited series event justice league no justice and i read this first trade and it just blew me away because i'm not a horror person you guys know me for the exception of like the walking dead i don't like horror anything movies shows um any of that um and i just it was on the strength of his name really that i picked it up and i just it was it was and it was creepy it had some dark disturbing imagery in it the artists on there are fantastic with that um but I just loved what he what he did with Wonder Woman, Detective Chimp, just the different characters and his take on them. It just pulled me in. And like I said, I, I think it was a sale at some point on uh, Comixology. And I think I like I bought like all the issues up to all the issues I could. So I think I read the first like five or six and then I have the next up to 20 issue 20 something another. So I will be reading and talking about the series in uh, 2020 on the podcast is again i'm just rotating things out so i don't talk too much marvel talk too much dc too much image too much anything i try to keep a a constant rotation flow of books that i read but it that book was just the one i kept going back to when i thought about my favorite or best new series that i came across this year that's ongoing had to be justice league dark it just like i said really i wasn't ready for how uh, good it was and how eerie and like kind of horror ish it was and still for me to like it, it i i really really enjoyed it best limited series or like original graphic novel i read this past year was green lantern earth one volume one um 
uh, you know, and I read some limited series or sometimes it's hard to tell. I read like uh, John Wick that was uh, like a four or five issue, I think a limited series. They didn't call it a limited series. I don't know if they're doing more of the book than I that I thought was fun and, and that I enjoyed. Um, uh, you know, some image stuff, but sometimes image books take off. Like they'll do a first arc, then they take a break, then they come back. So it was hard to tell. So I went this route with this book because, um, again, this was another book that surprised me. I had read um, Batman Earth One Volume um, Earth. Yeah, Batman Earth One Volume One and Volume Two and really enjoyed them. And I think I bought like Superman Volume One. I've been I've been trying to check out these this Earth One series. And if you guys want something that's not super continuity based i mean i i guess it's kind of similar to um marvel when they did the alt you know the ultimate universe it's like you know they put these top creators on it to do their take on these these iconic characters in this own universe so all their continuity could be their own and they make tweaks and changes and modernize certain things in, in certain ways and this was um their take on green lantern um, you know, how Jordan Green Lantern. And like I said, I, I think I didn't, I haven't bought this yet. I actually was able to read it from um, Hoopla, which I, you guys heard me talk about before. It's, uh, you know, you could check out books, comics, movies, music digitally through, uh, it's a, it's a program set up with, uh, the public library and like you get a digital library card and you can check out a certain amount of content each month. And, um, I just checked this book out on a whim. Uh, cause like I said, I read, I purchased the Batman ones and really like, like them. So I figured I would give Green Lantern a try and it was really good. And these stories are, I think they're around, about 180 pages or so and um and they're just self-contained original graphic novel story you get the whole story in this one i haven't seen any announcements of a volume two i hope they do more because the world they set up the take they did on just the the world um and they're all standalone they're, they're not and as far as i know they're not connected to one another and that's in the same world or universe at all they're just their own can self-contain universe and world in which those characters are set in and the creator set up for them and the same creative teams so far as far as what i've read with the batman stuff um it's been the same creative team for volume one and two and volume three is coming for that but i haven't heard any announcement of a volume two but if they do i will definitely pick this up and if you haven't checked out any of the earth one books i think it's green lantern has one volume i think superman has like three Batman has two with a third coming. I think it's two volumes of Earth One Wonder Woman. They've done Earth One Teen Titans. Um, I think I think that's all the characters they've done so far. But I, like I said, um, it's it's I like what they're doing with this initiative. And I feel like they don't they haven't been pushing it as much as they need to because again, everything I've read so far I've really enjoyed. But this was definitely uh, a surprise. Uh, hit for me that I really got into and I think I read it in one sitting I read a whole the whole 180 pages like in one sitting one day like I just got sucked in and before I knew it I had read the whole thing and and that's a good sign next for me my best comic book movie uh for 2019 had to be Avengers Endgame just how they pulled off the culmination of a 10-year journey what was it 22 23 movies um, and it just was pitch perfect. I really enjoyed it. It was a little wonky with time travel stuff. And I feel a certain kind of way about that, which I've talked about. But all in all, I just thought it was a really fun ride and a good button on the Infinity, um, the Infinity Stone saga, the Infinity Saga, or whatever I think is what they call the 23 movie arc is the Infinity Saga. And I, and I think I really, it was a good culmination to all the work they put in between all the movies. And I just really, really enjoyed it. Excuse me. Uh, best comic book related TV show for me for 2019 would be The Boys. I watched The Boys and was not ready for what I what I saw. And now here's the thing. Um, when it comes to the comic in which the TV show is based on, I read The Boys because originally I think it was over at DC. Then it moved to... 
dynamite or whatever and i think that's i think that's what it was dynamite um i've i read the book like the first couple of trades and it just wasn't my thing um i thought it was like violence for the sake of violence i just thought it was just you know over the top violence over the top profanity stuff like that and i just really didn't feel it like i said i read it and I, I never went back to revisit it at all. I saw that it was coming out on Amazon Prime. I have, uh, you know, Amazon Prime. Uh, I think my wife was out of town traveling for business. I was home alone, up late, bored. And one night I was like, oh, that's right. That boy show came out and I watched it. And I will not tell you guys a lot. I actually ended up staying up the whole night watching the whole series. I think it was like what eight episodes or something like that eight or ten episodes i can't remember it was like a short season but it was like perfectly the right number of episodes to tell the story that they were telling um they did a great job um with how they adapted the comic book but changed it and put some nuances and subtleties on it to then make it palatable if that's the case because it's some very disturbing imagery and it's not safe for young kids and it's Honestly, the boys isn't safe for some adults. Some of the stuff that you see in the show, uh, but uh, it, it it worked for me, and I was surprised it did. I was like, "Oh, I'll give it a try, and it'll be something that you know I'll you know discuss at some point, or I'll review some point, you know, somewhere, you know, for you know on on the the platform on one of the one of the outlets, be it the podcast or Patreon or the YouTube. But like, I'll I'll review it at some point somewhere." Um, so I watched it and I was just, it's, wow, they did such a good job. The casting, the writing, wow, just very engrossing. It, it just sucked me in and I, I, I could not take my eyes off the screen till it was finished. Um, they're already filming, maybe finished season two's coming is like I said, it's, it's I don't know necessarily it's totally done filming, but they like went right back after that season dropped. They were already shooting and in production on season two. I hope from the the um, the response that the, well they said I saw an interview from the showrunners because Seth Rogen and his partner that brought us um that brought us Preacher are behind this and they said the, they got a bigger budget they're going bigger and and this show was very well done far as the visuals the special effects everything for it to be a streaming show on Amazon Prime you know they're not the powerhouse that you know um maybe uh netflix has has become or what disney plus has quickly become or even you know in some regards dc universe but you know their production is it got better it's gotten better so um yeah so it was really interesting to see it and i'm hyped for 2020 to see when season two drops if they can keep the momentum they they built up the momentum and the goodwill they built up from the first season with the fans but i for me out of the things that i watch far as comic book related tv shows it was the standout for me bar none next my best comic book related cartoon would be young justice outsiders i loved you know young the young justice cartoon originally you know they that we fought and petitioned and everything else in dc universe launch and you know we knew when they announced the launch of dc universe they had announced that they were bringing back young justice outsiders um you know they broke it up into two segments we got like the first half of the season they took a hiatus for a couple of months while they premiered other shows on dc universe then came back and the what summer summer late year um and gave us the second half and um it it i really enjoyed it um if you don't have dc universe consider getting it it's a great service this was is you know uh, uh i can't i think this is a tent pole uh show for that that network it's just so good if you've never watched it you can go back and watch the previous seasons when you sign up for DC Universe, I think they're still doing where you can do like a seven day trial since all the episodes are out. They came out uh, weekly. I think they did two or three episodes would drop weekly for a certain number of weeks. Then it took the break for like two months and it came back and it did the same thing. So each week when it would drop, you didn't just get one episode, you got three. So you got like an hour and a half or so um, of content each week, the weeks that it came out. And I, I dug that. I didn't, but wasn't a huge fan of it because before DC Universe and now with um, Disney Plus, I wasn't a big fan of because Netflix spoiled us with, hey, we dropped the whole season at once. But I do like that break 
in between time to um, to evaluate and take a breather and then reset and then get into other stuff. Because when you get in that binge mentality, like you, you'll force yourself and like you'll push yourself to try to get through it first. So you're not spoiled or anything like that. But with weekly drop content drops like that, um, it just made it easier, especially for someone like myself that I cover so much comic book, not just comic books, but all kind of comic book related content it's a lot sometimes when movies are out new shows are dropping left and right and i try to cover i don't cover everything but i try to cover as much as it as i can so with the weekly content drops it makes it so much easier um so i really appreciated that and let me like get back into the show and enjoy it at my own pace but yeah like if you could do a seven-day trial like i was saying dc universe normally was doing a seven-day trial um you can binge watch a lot of this stuff now because it already dropped the seasons over all the contents there. So you can go in seven days, watch that whole season, but you would have to kind of binge it to, you know, to see if you like the service or not. I think now I've just went ahead and broke down. I went from monthly to, I just renewed mine and I just went ahead and did a yearly renewal for DC universe. I've been, uh, I'm going to talk about that in the future because you guys want to hear, uh, told me, especially like through the Facebook group that, um, you guys really wanted me to, talk about some of these things and it's uh with dc universe and dc um dc universe and disney plus going forward so um definitely going to be a lot of conversation in 2020 about those services but yeah best animated uh cartoon uh show is definitely young justice outsiders now my best um animated film and you guys know if you're not familiar if you're newer to the podcast i i love my um animated films my direct to home video animated films by dc i wish marvel would get back into doing it maybe i mean i know we have um the what if show that's going to be on disney plus that's going to be animated but voiced by the actual mcu actors that's going to be coming um but i miss when they they did like their iron man and doctor strange and what else did they do avengers of tomorrow all those films. And I think I have most of those films, Planet Hulk, that they were doing. And they kind of shut down the animated movie division and went in another direction. And, you know, when Disney purchased them and stuff and they stopped doing those. And a lot of the talent that were directing those movies subsequently went over uh, to DC. Um, but I love these movies and I review them all. Um, pretty much all the DC animated films that come out. I review over on Patreon. They weren't as popular here. Uh, the patrons va- voted for me to, you know, to bring those over there. And so I do those reviews. So if you wonder where they went on the main channel, I just didn't see the support in the numbers. I didn't get a lot of feedback when I would do the episode. So I moved them off of here because I try to, you know, and that's the biggest thing. And that's why I call comic books a platform. I try to give the audience what they want, where they want it. So, you know, certain content I talk about that I read like on YouTube, I do certain content that's separate from what I do here on the podcast and separate from what I do on the Patreon on uh, the comic books of my extra uh, podcast feed. Everything I talk about is all still comic book related, but I will only talk about certain books or I only do certain type of episodes, certain places where the demand calls for it. Um, You know, so if you all if you ever wonder like, hey, you know, James used to do this kind of episode. I don't see them anymore. You can, you know, you can always throw the question out there and I could direct you, you know, Hey, it's here on Patreon. Hey, it's here on um, YouTube. I do a video review of it. Um, I'm trying to make the content as varied and as customizable to the audience as possible. I enjoy doing it all. I enjoy talking comics with you guys. So wherever I do it and it gets the most response is where I'm always going to put it. But my best animated film for, 2019 was Wonder Woman Bloodlines, which was the last film to come out um, from DC for this year, was, to, in my opinion, the the best one. I really enjoyed it. Um, we have Rosario Dawson reprising her role as Wonder Woman. She's been the the new 52 when they've been doing their animated, their main universe. DC animated movies are all set in, uh, in like the 52 universe. And she's been Wonder Woman for quite a few of their animated films now for, I don't know, past quite a few years. Um, so they gave her her own movie. Um, I enjoyed it. It was really fun. I love seeing um, her backstory. Um, 
in that continuity they had last did a Wonder Woman animated uh, film. It was one of their first ones, like within their first five that they did. Um, but it was, had been like about 10 years ago or so. And that was a uh, Carrie, Terry, Terry, Carrie, Carrie Russell. She was just in Star Wars. Carrie Russell just uh, she put, did the voice of Wonder Woman in that that film. And I always wanted a sequel to that. We never got it. This is a, a re. Well, it's not a reimagining. It's just the origin of the new 52 Diana and Wonder Woman that we have in the continuity they've set up in their main universe of films throughout over the past few years. Um, so I had no problem with it. It was like I said, it was really good. Um, but it is kind of like a retelling of the origin. But if you haven't seen Wonder Woman Bloodlines, it's been out for a couple of months now. I have a review oh, review of it. Again, it's on the Patreon comic books of uh, extra podcast feed for for just a dollar a month if you check out the patreon patreon.com forward slash comic book savant you join the patreon again for a little as a dollar a month you get um access to the comic book savant extra podcast feed so i don't just do this show every week i also do one on the patreon as well every week so if you like the content that i do here and you want to support the show it's going to be even more so important but i'm going to talk about it towards the end of the episode and i'm going to go even further into it when i do the mission statement uh when i talk about the direction of the show going forward for this your support is going to be even more essential to the show and me continue i'm going to continue to do the show but it would really helped me so much going forward and I'm, like I said I'm not going to go into it now that's a whole separate episode in itself that I'm going to be doing I'm going to make sure I get it out this month so you guys understand what I'm trying to do for 2020 um, and if you guys are on board with me with your support that you guys will help support me and to make those things come true so that is a conversation for another time best publisher for me for 2019 and has been for the past couple of years is image image i think has just really been knocking it out the park they have some of the biggest all the biggest creators do work over at image uh they do really creative innovative things we see things that you know uh certain books will come out for a season they'll take a break because you know that creator that those creators might be doing other work at the bigger companies because this is creator owned and they'll do you know they'll come back and do another volume and take a break you're not overwhelmed you're not on that rat race of a schedule you can get a volume when they come back that volume comes out and trade you know for me i'm pretty much at a point now i just I will buy a loose issue because I'm extremely cheap and I will have my dollar stretched as far as I can stretch them. So I buy only buy single issues when I can get a good deal on them or, um, you know, it's a good, you know, if it's a good sale, I will buy single issues. Otherwise I will wait till I can, um, buy the books in um, in trade form. It's just, I, cause if I try to buy something weekly or, or, or excuse me, monthly or bi monthly, when it comes out or bi-weekly or whatever, I, I never, I'm never going to read it in time. I do too much stuff. I create too much content. And even though I, tr I read a lot more, that was one of my new year's resolutions last year was to get back to reading comics. Cause sometimes you would think that with someone that does a comic book show reads a lot of comics. I read, a, I read enough, but it's so much of the content and topics that I talk about. I never had, I never dedicated enough time to really sit down and read. And I, I probably read so I read a lot this past year and pretty much everything I read, I reviewed via some form of review via, like I said, video, Patreon or main show. Every single thing I read the past year, I don't think I did not review one thing. Everything I read, I reviewed um, and I read a lot. And when I went back and I saw how much I actually read, I was like, wow, it, I had my output has increased. And I want to continue that in 2020 is to, you know, get back to reading as much as I humanly can in between all the other stuff that I do um, and creating content for you guys. So um, and it gives me more to talk about. And you guys give me the best. And I'm telling you, I love you guys. You guys have given me so many great suggestions on stuff um, that it's been ridiculous. But again, back to my be my best publisher image. This is doing amazing things. I'm trying out more and more of the books. I do this. Um, I do this. Um, 
series on the the Patreon podcast called First Reads, where I check out first issues. And it's so many times where I go on Comixology and I look at books and I'm like, and it's they're always image books. They're always image books where I'll be like, oh man, that looks cool. I'm going to pick up the first issue and I will pick it up and I um, I do a review. It's a, a whole series where I pick up a first issue of a series. I read it and I review it. And based on my review, I, rec- I will either recommend or not recommend that book to you guys and even to myself if I'm going to go forward and picking up the book. I really have fun doing that series. So again, if you want to check it out, hit up the Patreon. Um, Patreon.com forward slash comic book savant. All the links, all that stuff, too, is on my website, comicbooksavant.com. If you go to, um, where is it on the site? Do, 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 do. Um, if you go to, actually, if you go to, I have a Patreon link on the page, and it shows, um, if you're, I have different tiers. I have a few different tiers. The, the largest tier is at $7, um, but at the at the $3 tier, if you support $3 a month to the show, I actually have a page that I have the supporters and how long they've been supporting, uh, supporting the podcast, uh, through Patreon, but I have a link to the Patreon page right there. So if you go to comic book, uh, comic book savant.com and you'll see in the navigation bar, it will literally have Patreon as a link. You click on it and you'll see, uh, current supporters, longtime former, uh, Patreon supporters, are people that have donated to the, the show over the, the hit the, the course of the show. Um, but it has a link to the Patreon page. So you can see the different tiers there. And um, so, okay, well, I'm, when I'm here, the levels basically are $1, $3, $5, $7 being the maximum level. So affordable to help support the show. All the money that you guys give to the show via Patreon goes back right back to the right back into the show so um definitely check that out i do a lot of cool things nifty there uh nifty things there that i can experiment with try out um and go off of you guys suggestions just like i do here on on the main show and you have a little bit more of a direct line of contact through patreon uh because you can you know when i do post there you can comment directly on them which you can do on on episodes and i don't think I I talk about it as much as much that you can always contact me, even though you might use your favorite podcatcher to listen to the show or you go through um, Apple podcast. You can always go to comicbooksavant.com. It is a posting for every episode that I list. If you ever want to leave a comment or feedback, you can do it there. And also on the website, if you um, you know, like I said, if you are on the homepage and you go to an episode, you can comment. It has a section where you can comment underneath the episode, or you can always go to the contact page. It's a link up at the top navigation bar for contact. And you can email me right there uh, on the website as well to give feedback. Or if you ever want to email me, the email is comicbooksavant at gmail.com. You can always leave me feedback about if you like the episode, things you'd like to see me do in future episodes, any of those kind of things. You can always feedback is essential to the growth in my connection with you guys with the show. Um, so please take advantage of that as much as possible. I love hearing from you guys and incorporating the feedback that you guys give me into where I go episode to episode, show to show to make it as best as possible for something that you guys are going to enjoy. Um, last but not least, my best moment of 2019 in comics was the final issue of the walking dead. I've, that was, that's been my go-to comic book series for many years now and I've rambled on and on about it so I will not bore you guys with that here again but um the ending of it it came suddenly I had lapsed reading it it was like one of the few books that I made sure every month that that I would read uh read I had stopped buying it in trade digitally and I was buying the individual issues and I was like a year and a half behind I just like totally had just fallen off reading it from month to month so I heard all the reports about it, 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 you know, abruptly ended out of nowhere. And I went back and I did a massive read through the last like 16 or so or 16 or so uh, issues. Um, I did I did a um, what was it? Comic spotlight where I talked about the ending of the, the series. But that final issue just was like pitch perfect and how I kind of imagined that. 
that series to end many years ago. I speculated on if it would end, how it would end, and who it would end with, and I was pretty much right. So that was cool. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. So yeah, the ending of the Walking Dead issue uh, one ninety one uh, was my my best moment of the uh, year for as comics when it when it came to comics for sure. Um, last, before I close this episode out, I want to talk about the top ranked episodes from 2019. And this is always interesting where I just will look at the analytics. I will go on the, to lips in my podcast host and I will look at, you know, just what episodes that got the most, um, the most downloads or listens or what have you. And so I'm always surprised on what, what ones hit. Cause certain times I'll have when I'm conceptualizing something I'm going to cover. Um, I'm like, Oh yeah, it's going to be this, or it's going to be that. And I'm always surprised. So, um, number 10 is going to be, uh, episode 431, a trade review of teen Titans volume one full throttle. Uh, that was a, that was a fun thing to do. Like I said, I started back reading a lot. So I've been doing more reviews because you guys said you wanted more reviews from me on, on comics. So that was good that that hit. And it was one of the later episodes of this year. So that was good that it, it you guys got it, gave it a lot of uh, feedback. Number nine is episode 426, Benarak Bros, episode 10, MCU Future Speculation Part 2. Uh, that one did did well, but you guys really love when me and Heath get together and do the Spinner Rack Bros episodes. And it's just been because of my health stuff and me having surgery and all that kind of stuff that we didn't do more towards the end part of the year because it was just my schedule, not his, um, where those things, uh, got pushed back. No worries. Um, there'll be more Spinner Rack Bros coming in 2020. We've already talked about it. We just got to sit down. We had episodes planned to do at the end of the year that um, when I was in my recovery and I just wasn't up to recording and I needed to take time off that we had all scheduled to do. So we, we got stuff coming. We just got to record it, but we have a lot of content coming uh, between us here on the podcast. And I, I do um, segments and episodes with him on video on, on Serial at Midnight. So check out Serial at Midnight because we did one uh, recently about um, Disney Plus. We were talking about Disney Plus and we talked about some about the Mandalorian and, and whatnot. So definitely check that out. Um, we did that maybe like a month ago now. I think it was like a month ago um, when we did it. It was before Christmas for sure. We uh, I snuck in uh, some time to do that episode with them. So check that out. Um, serial at midnight.com and then um, youtube.com forward slash serial serial at midnight also um, number eight is uh, episode 420 countdown favorite uh, my favorite creative teams in comics that one was uh, number eight number seven is uh, f- episode 412 comics discussion DC universe that me me talking about the DC universe serve streaming service I'm breaking that down. That was a good episode. I enjoyed doing that one. Uh, where are we at? So uh, six is episode 416, Countdown Favorite Writers. That one was number six. Number five was episode 417, Countdown Favorite Artist. You guys like the countdown episodes, that's for sure. Um, I love doing them. Um, and it's funny, I shied away from doing like top 10 lists and I revamped my top 10 episodes to into this, this countdown because I always cheated and always put more than 10. So I don't know why I kept saying, you know, uh, top 10 list because it was never top 10. It was like top 12, top 13. So I revamped it in the countdown and did that last year. And you guys have really responded to it. And I don't have to sit there and agonize over you know, 10 or five or whatever. It's just whatever the list is, this is, and I count it down and give it to you guys in no particular order. And you guys have responded, which is, which, which is really great. Um, number four, fourth most popular episode for 2019 was episode 425, which was a movie talk. My review of Avengers Endgame. I spoiled the review of Avengers Endgame. Uh, that was number four. Number three is uh, episode 418, which is also a comic 
uh, movie review, movie talk episode, uh, my Captain Marvel spoiler review. Um, number two is Spinner uh, is episode four nineteen Spinnerack Bros episode eight MCU Future Speculation Part One. You guys really enjoyed that episode. Me and Heath had a ball doing that one, especially. That's why we ended up following up. The response was so great from that episode. We knew, um, I think we did it before Endgame. And then the part two was after to see what we speculated, what things we speculated or guessed that we were going to see in the movie, what things panned out. And we speculated in the second episode where we thought things were going to go in the future with the MCU we're here. We did some of that as well, but we're trying to speculate what things we were going to see in Avengers Endgame. But we had a real fun time doing that episode. And the most, um, ah, most uh, highly ranked episode, which I'm trying not to get emotional about it when I'm talking about it, because I had I struggled so much about even doing the episode. It's an episode I did early last year about... Um, race it was episode excuse me it was episode 415 comic book discussion the episode i did on race and diversity in the comic book industry and it was a very personal um episode for me it was one it was an episode that i had conceptualized like a whole year before i actually recorded it and i struggled with recording it and how to approach it and talk about it and then i just i just you know, cut on the mic and it was in my heart to do it at the time in which I did it. Um, I was in the right headspace. I felt like I portrayed myself in the way I wanted to. I got emotional and doing the episode and I was like really pouring my heart out. And like, you know, you try to skate. I froze myself. I try to skate the line on not getting too political or, or, you know, get too much into stuff because this is just really a hobby um, for some, it's it's more than a hobby for me because comics. I've the first thing I ever read was a comic book when I was two years old, um, um, and I still read comic books now today as a forty four and a half year old man. Um, so I, it's not just a hobby for me; it's a lifestyle. It's a part of my lifestyle. It's a part of who I am. The very fabric of who I am as a person. Uh, so I take it very seriously and everything I do surrounding this show and my connection to each and every single one of you guys are based on that, that love uh, that I have for comic books, the comic book industry and what it means to me individually and what I know it means to you. That's why we have the connection. That's why we do what we do and we come together the way we we, we have um, be, it, be it if you're newer to the show or if you've been here for 14 years that I've been doing the show. Um, it, it doesn't matter. We still are connected from this lifestyle, hobby, culture that we share together. Um, so it was cool to see something I was so scared to do and something I held off for doing so long. You guys re- responded so strongly to it because I was so scared when I put that episode out. I was on pins and needles, you know, not knowing like did I get too personal. Did I open up too much? Did I overshare? I always worry about oversharing or overstepping the boundaries as a being an entertaining content creator or informative, uh, you know, informant or pundit as a reviewer or all these things. I always worry about the balance of it all. How much of you guys are personally things, things personally that's going on with me. Do I incorporate into the show? Um, or should I just talk comics and just shut up, talk about the comics. And, you know, I always have that in the back of my mind, but the thing that what you guys have taught me is that when I do open up and share the things, those are the things you want to know the most. And then when I later, I go back and I, you know, came up with the concept of doing the, uh, you know, ask comic book savant and the questions you guys asked me, like, what are your favorite this? What are your favorites that? I don't talk about it because I didn't think you guys really cared. Like, you know, like I'll talk about things that I review and stuff, but I didn't know in what detail how much you guys were so into wanting to know those things. And I was like, man, if I knew it, I would have done it. But again, that's the whole reason why you kind of stumble across when you create content and your you your fan base grows and your community grows. Like you'll learn so much about yourself and your audience by feedback and interaction. So that's why I've 
push that so heavily last year and I'm going to continue to push that more in this in the 2020 about just the interaction between yourself and myself and then us collaborating together and I want to do things going forward where um, we collaborate together on episodes I want like I'm going to start um, I, I, I put out I've put out um, a post on the Facebook group. I put it on the Patreon as well. I need to tweet it out. Um, and I'll just say it here. I'm looking for things that, you know, we're in a new year. And I want to know as listeners of the podcast, if you watch YouTube, wherever you consume content for Comic Book Savant, what would you like to see me do more of in this new year do you have any suggestions or recommendations i will take those in the heart and i'll take whatever recommendations i i i get and try to incorporate them in some shape form or fashion into content that you see on the platform so you know you again email me comicbooksavant at gmail.com um you can go to just or just go to the website and you can email me directly from the website you could tweet at me at uh, Comic Book Savant on Twitter and on Instagram. It's both or at Comic Book Savant. You can find me on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Comic Book Savant. Um, also, the Facebook group is the Savant Society. So it's um, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Savant Society. You have to request entry into the group. It's a, a private group. Once I see your request, I will approve it. And then you're right in there. I'll do a post introducing, you know, um, welcoming you to the group. Then you can do a short, you know, do it. Hasn't, don't have to be a short post. You can post as long as you want. Uh, just introducing yourself to the group, what comics you're into, what you got going on with yourself. And then most of the time, the floodgates open and everybody is so cool in the community. I think we're, we're not at 50 members yet. We're like at 44. I think last time I checked, it was like 44 members. A lot of people are very active. We have the best conversation, you know, conversations in, in the world on there, just getting to know each other and talking comics. And, um, so it's a great resource. And if you're, and it doesn't matter if you're new to comics or you're older to comics, it doesn't matter. We have all, all the different types of comic book fan in there and we all get together. It's just like this community. I, again, like I said, I used to have the motto of this is for the serious comic fan. No. And I changed the models for the love of comics It's for the love of comics that I have and the love of comics that you have and the love of comics that we share together. So if you're new, old, took a hiatus and just coming back to comics, it doesn't matter. You're all welcome here on comic book savant. So join the Facebook group, become a part of the community, post, become active, message me, interact. That's what I want. That's, you know, and that's what we need to make the show continue to be great. I cannot believe that I've been doing this for 14 years and I'm not slowing down. I am not getting tired of creating content and meeting cool people, sharing this hobby that I love so much with you guys. And I only look full more forward into this new year doing that even more. Uh, and I'm going to shut up now because I've talked long enough. And I'm going to let you guys get back to your day. Um, but I'm James Harris. I'm the comic book savant. This is the comic book savant podcast. Uh, yeah, it's 2020, y'all. Let's get it. So you guys have a good, safe week. I will talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe and have a good day. Take care.